Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 119, where we discuss all that's going on in the stock markets, equity markets, crypto, so much more. So wherever you're listening, make sure you like, subscribe, and also five-star rate and review the podcast. We will discuss that as well as our financial roundtable uh, episode this week. So thank you for tuning in and please enjoy the episode. Market update and what is in the news, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to discuss with the market, so we'll do a brief overview of it now, and we're also going to dive back into it in our roundtable. So today, the Dow Jones index fell for the sixth straight day. It was a wild trading session. It was up. It was down. The NASDAQ actually ended up higher. Um, S&P fell a bit. We just had a way more volatile market than we've seen in the last two, three years, right? Um, we're just seeing a lot more volatility, liquidity being squeezed out of the market, uh, people, a lot of panic selling. Um, you've seen all the crap that people are buying um, as far as altcoins, bad stocks, pretty much take people behind the woodshed and, you know, they've lost a lot. A lot of people have lost a lot. Um, and that's because they weren't, you know, one diversified, two understanding what they're buying. Like if you're, if you hear these people that are down and lost a lot of money and were leveraged up, meaning borrowing from the broker to buy, it got crushed. And they, I mean, you could say deservedly so in a sense, but um, that's a bit of what's happening. So we'll touch more on like what's really going on. We are in a correction. We are in a bear market. How long does that last? What happens? That means a lot of things are down. What do you do in that situation? We'll discuss more of that because I think it's important for people to understand. I think some people get it. Um, they understand good times. The music doesn't last forever. Uh, but is that bad? Is that an opportunity? We'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, big news in more crypto-related stuff. There was a crash. Luna and UST happened to crash, and it was a big story. So Terra is UST. It's an algorithmic stablecoin, which means... It's, it's worth is always supposed to be one. It's pegged to the U.S. dollar. It dropped to as low as 30 cents. Instead of being a dollar, it was as low as 30 cents. And its sister cryptocurrency, Luna, that's tied to the price of UST and is also used to stabilize, um, it lost 97% of its value between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Um, so how did they work? UST is also known as Terra. It's one of the biggest stable coins in the world. Like This is actually big news because it was like a top 10 cryptocurrency at a at a point and now it's down to like almost nothing and a stable coin is a cryptocurrency whose value is tied or pegged to another currency and usually it's the usd and stable coins coins can work in different ways meaning there's actually cash or hard assets to back up the coin or it's uncollateralized it's algorithmically based um and it maintains its peg using algorithms using arbitrage um and and that is what Terra was. Um, and, you know, again, you could swap one Luna for one $1 Luna for one UST at any time. And so using that, if like Terra drops, then people would swap and arbitrage. They'd be able to swap one Luna for Terra, which would, if it's dropped, then you get, obviously you have a little bit of a profit there because you could get that $1 of Terra and sell it. And you just like create an arbitrage situation for yourself. So 
that was what was is happening um, with UST and Terra. And so what happened was the drop. Like what triggered this bank run? Basically, if there's a massive cashing out of a stable coin and it happens like there's bank runs that was happening in the Great Depression where people are like, oh, they felt the unstable environment. They want to, everyone just wants to get their cash out. That's a bad thing because usually banks, usually these coins don't have enough reserve for everyone at once to ask for their money back. And someone sold a bunch of UST, which dropped the peg and it created panic. So everyone started asking for their UST to be converted to something else. And when you do that, the price continues to drop. It creates a death spiral. Luna started to drop because people realized that UST, its sister cryptocurrency, was going down the drain. So it created this incredible death spiral that has pretty much crashed a top 10 um, cryptocurrency slash stablecoin and Luna as well. So that is what is going on. And it was sad to see a lot of people on Twitter saying that they lost their life savings, um, that they had put everything into this stable coin or into Luna and they lost it all. I never even heard of the like Luna before this or USD. So I never put any money in it, didn't know anything about it. Um, but it's definitely reason why people should understand or do research and diversify because it this is still murky waters. If you, you know, gamble and you can you'll get smacked over the head a few times, and that's that's unfortunate. But that's what happened here. Um, really interesting story. You're seeing a lot of equity market sell-offs, cryptocurrency market sell-off. This has happened before. I, um, I wouldn't freak out for people that are not understanding that things just don't always go up and emotionally tied to things. Shouldn't be checking things every day and getting all scared. That's not how long-term investing works. Um, so we'll touch, I mean, it's an interesting story. You feel free to read more about it. Um, in more news, Tom Brady has agreed to a 10-year, reportedly agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract with Fox to be in the box broadcast booth when he retires. Yes, Tom Brady is about to get paid. Fox is signing him to a $375 million deal. Um, and that's, guess what? That's more than his total contract value. Uh, for on-field earnings, his Fox deal is going to be more than that. Even if you count the thirty million he's going to make with the Bucks this year, he would still have three hundred thirty million on-field earnings. Whereas this Fox deal is reportedly three hundred seventy-five million. They're going to use him everywhere. He's a recognizable face. They're going to put him in the booth and have him do football stuff. They're going to put him all over Fox. Maybe Fox News. Um, he is a MAGA fan. He's a MAGA supporter. Maybe they're going to put him next to Hannity or O'Reilly. All those people that they have there. Maybe they're going to put him on the Masked Singer. He is going to be everywhere because um, they're paying him $37.5 million a year, <laughs> which is the highest broadcasting deal ever. Um, does it make sense? I mean, Fox needs good content. They need people to have incredible brands to provide that content. And so maybe it does make sense. <laughs> maybe it does make sense. Instagram. Instagram's head, Adam Missouri, announced today that the platform is going to start testing NFTs with select creators in the United States. So they're going to showcase, they're going to allow people to showcase their NFTs um, on Instagram. They're using Ethereum and Polygon as a blockchain to support this. There will be no fees for the creators. And this could be crucial for creators. They're going to be allowed to share, display, flex their NFTs. And Instagram is a centralized platform, but they believe it's going to make this Web3 audience more accessible more wider 
Um, and I think people are going to care about it. NSTs are sometimes aesthetically pleasing creators, artists. They need a place to like have a virtual gallery for this where everyone's at. Like you're doing it in these Web3 metaverse places, that's cool. But not everyone's in that metaverse space yet. But if you're doing it on Instagram where there's billions and billions of monthly users, that makes sense. Um, and you get a wider audience. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and that's what they're planning to do. So we'll see. We'll watch that. I think it's really, really interesting. We'll have to keep our eyes on it. Did anyone else see this? El Salvador had plans, and they unveiled their plans for Bitcoin City. But the big question is if it's going to be reality. So the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, released a model of Bitcoin City, and he announced that the nation state bought the dip. So they bought the dip of this Bitcoin equity prices, which isn't a bad move. The first pictures he released showcased a golden city with a Bitcoin centerpiece and he had a caption on the picture stating, Bitcoin City is coming along beautifully. Guess what the city's supposed to have? It's supposed to have 0% income, zero capital gains, zero property, zero payroll, and 0% municipal taxes. That sounds like utopia. And they're also going to have 0% CO2 emissions. Oh, green. But they're going to use geothermal energy from a volcano to power the city as well as mine Bitcoin. So they're going all in. Now, the big question is, does he have the money to do this? He offered up a bond that was supposed to raise $500 million. 250 was supposed to be used to buy more BTC. The other 250 used to get started on the small fund that he has that needs to be a big fund for this Bitcoin city. So big question is if he has enough money to do it or is he just trying to instill hope in his residents, his citizens? I don't know, but either way, we'll keep our eyes on it. Um, that's what we have for news this week. It's a really busy week. Let's get into the roundtable. We discuss how long is a bear market. All right, folks, gather around the roundtable. We're going to discuss how long do bear markets actually last? Because I think it's an important question as we are in one right now. And there's a couple of things to understand. We haven't seen one of these in a couple of years. Most of you just started investing a couple of years ago. So you're like, what is a bear market? What are these things? I thought everything, I just made money all the time doing nothing. Not true. Um, bear market happens. A bear market is a correction of the market um, over 20%. And a correction is just between 10 to 20% of bear markets over uh, 20%. A couple of things to know. They're normal. They're perfectly normal. The market has them often. All right. In fact, um, for bear market purposes, from 1950 till now, we've had, what, 15 bear markets? Um, and we'll dive more into that later. But yeah, of course, they can be painful, meaning like it feels like you're, and quote unquote, because people don't understand, you're not losing money. If you're buying good things, there will be a rebound of the market. There will be a rebound. I repeat, there will be a rebound of the market. It's a bear market that happened plenty of times in history that has always recovered in all the times in history. Um, so history tends to repeat itself. There are reasons, the reasons are always different, but the emotions are the same. Different time, last time was a pandemic. This time it's the Fed and inflation. No one knows exactly, no one has a crystal bar and can tell you when exactly it's gonna end. Sorry, no one does. And if people tell you they can time it, they're idiots, they can't. But it will eventually end. That's important to note. So what you do in this time is important. People can make emotional decisions, and they're obviously going to, they're the ones that are going to lose out. 
People make smart decisions, have cash to buy, do different things. They're the people that win in bear markets. People win in bear markets, trust me. Um, so again, over the 15 bear markets since 1950, let's go back. Let's take the S&P 500 index and go back to 1950 and look at the different drawdowns, bear markets, and pullbacks, corrections of the market. And there's been 15 bear markets since that time. The average downturn or unrealized loss is 30%. And the average duration, meaning time, to reach the bottom is less than a year. Uh, it's under a year to a little bit more than a year and a half to break even. So it takes people from a year to a little bit under a year and a half to break even. So this could be a long drawn on thing. I told people, I think 2020 was, it's definitely not gonna be like the last couple of years. It was gonna be a down year. We had too much gain and now we're seeing that, but that's okay. The average is a year, year and a half of this, it's a good time to accumulate, good time to build up cash, good time to accumulate stocks and stuff that are way cheaper now than they will be in, say, a year and a half from now, a year from now. Um, the quickest we ever had was the pandemic. That was the quickest bear market, 33 days. It was 33 days from the peak to the bottom. Um, and it took us 181 days to break even. That was quick. This one seems a little bit longer, a little bit slower, a little bit more froth that we're wading through, but it's kicking all the weak hands out of the market, kicking the people that weren't in the market for long-term reasons and the people that are, this is gonna be good good per buying opportunities for all of us. You dollar cost average, if you have enough cash flow, if you're not using your rent to invest, you are in good hands at this point. So we don't know how when it's gonna play. We don't know the time frame. But every time stocks fall, it feels like it's, oh, it's the end of the world. And then people forget about the end of the world in like a few months. So um, just relax. Stop checking things every day. Go do something with the weather being warm. Circle back at a much later time. Um, but that is our roundtable today. Uh, so much in the market, so much in the news. We'll discuss every week right here. Make sure you share with this with your family and your friends. And we'll talk next week.